Mom, where are my cleats? Dad, are you going to be able to come to my play? <sighs> he forgot his lunch today? I have a science project due tomorrow. Hey, Mom, can I have some friends what over? What time does the game start? Can we please? Am I driving or are you driving? She has a performance The laundry that is out Why of can't control. I where them? is his jersey? Welcome to the Victory Couch Podcast with Rick and Julie Randall. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Victory Couch Podcast. I'm Julie Rando. And I'm Rick Rando. And we are excited to be with you for another week. We're back on the couch, Jules. Here we are. We made it. (sighs) (laughs) Alas. It's been a a wild one. Yeah. It's been a very full week for us. It sure has. How about you kick things off for us? Okay, so in case you don't know, just to reiterate, two questions from me. Two questions from Miss Julie over here. Some are deep, some are surface. Uh, my question, question one Bring for it. me today. Okay, oh here geez. we go. Oh, geez, the post-its out. Watch out. People. Top. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. On the left side of the couch, okay, I we, love you. we bring notes. All right, go ahead. Okay? I don't want to be ill-prepared I understand. for said podcast, episode nine. Okay, here we go. You're going to have dinner. Okay. You can invite anyone in the entire world, living or deceased, top three people you're inviting to dinner, go. Hmm. This is really tough. Living tough or question. deceased? Yeah, anybody. Well, because I, I've been with the people who live around me for a long time, I'm going to go straight with deceased people who okay. I haven't met. Um, Could be a celebrity. Yeah, I'd, I... All living celebrities are the ones that I'm. Okay. You know, so I'm gonna. I, I don't. How about this? How about this? How about yeah, this? Okay. Go ahead. Let me change the question. Oh. Okay. Let me change the question. Every time you hear me ponder, you're like, "Hold on, let me let me adjust." Well, it. because because I you, you know, know where my brain's going. I, I do know where your brain's going. Because I'm about going. to give you three dead relatives, which is exactly. Fine. Yeah. Which is fine. That's okay. great. Okay. Because I would give the same three. Okay. Okay. All right. So I'm going to give you. You have two dinner parties, Saturday and a Sunday <laughs> okay. brunch, okay? okay, where you can right, okay. now explore other people that, you know, maybe would pour into you in a different way. And I only get three people. Yeah. Can three. I do a dinner party of those who are deceased and those who are living? Yeah, that's what you can do. Or okay. a dinner and a brunch. I say that's okay. Because you're a big fan of breakfast. I do like the brunch, yeah. Okay. okay. Brunch, Go. I'm saving for my girls for okay. your people yes i knew yeah. i knew that's where you wanted to go mm-hmm. so okay go ahead all right so i think um oh i hope this does not bring emotion to me too much but mm. i think the very first person i'd want to have dinner with would be my grandmother who i never got to meet my dad's mom mm. and um she's like the only relative that i was told that kind of looks like me and um, my dad lost his mom when he was a kid, and I've only heard a few stories about her. And um, yeah, I think that would be really special. So, oh, I'm sorry I didn't make it's it. It's okay. I should have saved this one. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. It's okay. So yeah, I think that would be really special. Mm. And I want my dad to be at that meal actually. Mm. So I take it back. So um, yeah, I think. And then while we're at it, let's go ahead and, and pull my, my dad's dad into that. So, yeah, that would be really cool. Wow. I did not expect to cry on the victory couch so quickly. You know what? 
Yeah. We've cried many a tear on yeah. this couch. But yeah. Maybe not on air, but. No, that, that would be really special. So, um, mm. so my dad, cause I'm very blessed that I'm on my mom's side of the family. Both of my grandparents are living and they're amazing. Um, but I do not have very many memories of my dad's dad. He passed away when I was 12 and, um, my dad's mom, my dad lost at a really young age. So yeah, I think that'd be really cool mm. if I could be at a table with, um, yeah, dad and his mom and dad and me. That'd be really cool. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to ask you to answer that and then I'll come back okay, to the okay, brunch. Okay. 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 All right. Go yes. Ahead. All right. So going there, keeping with the theme of family, Yeah. um, to get as much wisdom as I could. I think I am having dinner with my, let's see, my mom's dad. Who okay. you've referenced a lot, actually, right. so far. My mom's dad. So that's going to be my grandfather, mm -hmm. Al. Okay. And then I'm going to go with my dad's dad hmm. and also then my dad. I think the the three, oh, wow. the two grandfathers for me, my, my grandfathers, and then my dad. Oh, all are cool. deceased. I think um, that would be neat because I, I would love to see how my dad interacted with his dad. Hmm. Because I don't, I, I mean, there's, there's memories there, but there's not a lot because my grandfather on my dad's side passed away when I was very young. Like uh, I do remember elementary him. school age? Yes, or, yeah. I do remember him. Hmm. But I don't remember the dynamics between, they yeah. used to play cards, pinochle, they used to play. And of course, my grandmother, Mamam, she was the chef. She was the cook. So she was always cooking. And the boys were always playing cards. And my grandfather was always on my dad. He was, you know, harassing him in a good way, you know, kidding around with him. I would love to see that sort of dichotomy between the two of them, I guess. And then my grandfather, he's just a good, he was always a good conversationalist. He always had sort of a good story that he could tell. And I, I would love just to hang out with him again. Yeah, yeah that's that would cool. be that would be good. All right, I'll uh, thank you for giving me a second. Yes, I, my and my brain's actually bouncing on the brunch thing. Okay, see and, brunch, but, but it's here's, a bonus here's bonus the meal. Thing. The number three people is tough for me because okay, I go have, four. Okay, four is fine because that okay. takes me into my high school best friend. So okay. I would just call all them in. So their names are Jennifer. Oh, Kimberly. I know her. Allison. I know her. And Becca. I know them. I know them all. Yeah. So I that would, would be cool. And we all would have brunch. What a time we would have and what stories would come up and distance would not mean anything, which mm. would be great because one of the five of us is not on this coast. So yeah, and you, you that would be so recently, much fun. Recently, I did get to be with all of them. And it was a brunch. Yeah, but it wasn't just us. There were like children well, and parents. That's and, true. Yeah, but I mean, that was, hey, I'm not saying it wasn't fantastic, but yeah, if I could have four bodies around, they're the first names that I think of to have mm. just a fun brunch and uh, we wouldn't have any kids or husbands. Sorry, guys, but um, yeah. We'd have well, we would time. be, I would be having my own brunch with my people. That's right. And who would be, let me hear, you need to do okay. four then. What's your four people? And okay. which is hilarious because you don't eat breakfast. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm sure you could stomach something. Okay, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Since I don't have brunch mm -hmm. and I don't have four people. It's going to be lunch. I'm going to split up my meals that day. Oh. Okay, I'm going to do... Well, you're really taking the liberty with your own question here. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, okay. All right. So <laughs> I, I'm going to start. I'm going to do like... A, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do okay. courses. 
Rick, okay. there's no there's no right. real rules here on That's the DC. Right. Go ahead. Okay, so I'm doing courses of my my lunch oh, slash brunch slash dinner slash liner. All right, so I'm doing courses. All right, so course one, um, I'm thinking is going to be the educational portion of my day of of eating. So okay, it's not all about fun. You got to learn something. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yep. Okay, RandoSpeaks.com. Okay, on. right. We got so you. I'm bringing in Walt Disney. Of course you are. I'm going to bring in Martin Luther King. Nice. And I'm going to bring in the Les Brown. If you don't know Les Brown, he literally is one of the reasons why I was thrust into speaking. Amazing human. Les Brown. Look him up. He's amazing. So I think between the three of those, Walt and his impetus to get Disneyland off um off of uh, his head or out of his head and uh, off of the paper into like a physical, tangible form. I think Martin Luther King, with the struggle that he had of trying to bring equality into this world and Les Brown with his struggles of, of who he is, I'm telling you, go onto YouTube right now, click on Les Brown Hungry. Les Brown Hungry. Okay. It'll change we'll your day. We'll link it in the show notes. It will change your day. Okay, so now... Here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. Now, after you've been, you know, you, you, you've learned something, now you want to you laugh a little bit. Okay, right? Okay. So my second course, I'm bringing in some comedians. My top three. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing in Jerry Seinfeld. Okay? Okay. I'm bringing in Adam Sandler. Nice. And I'm bringing in the one and only Sinbad, who is my absolute love favorite comedian of all time. Sin, come on. First Kid, go look it up. I That's a great movie from the 90s. First s- Kid, hilarious, Sinbad. Okay, I wasn't allowed to watch some Sinbad specials as a kid, so maybe that. No, this is, a cl- this is a clean movie. He's, yeah, I He's amazing. You. Yeah. He's we funny. We watched that one special on Amazon Prime once, I think. Yeah. yeah it was okay. I think he's a clean comedian now, but you, like you know, him. You okay, like I like That's him. fine. Hey, okay. do you and be you, That's Richard. right. Now go we're ahead. going for dessert, okay? But here's the thing. I think now it's time to be entertained. So I'm bringing the one and only Frank Sinatra. He's going to sing. Old Blue Eyes himself. He's so Italian. I'm going to bring in Rob Thomas because why not? I know. Rob Thomas and Matchbox 20. I'm... Yeah. Check you're, my... You're smiling just saying his name. <laughs> you yes. check my phone right now. Yeah. 90% of the, of the music <laughs> on my iTunes is uh, either Rob Thomas or Matchbox 20. Yeah. And Javier Colon. Season one the winner best. of The Voice. And... Boom. Let's just say it. One of the nicest guys you ever want to get to know. He is one of the nicest guys. And yeah. between Frankie and Hav and Rob Thomas, what, what talent. What are we going to do here? Amazing. I mean, where are they going to go? I knew she picked all males. Well, think about Taylor it. Swift, I thought was going to be at your party. I thought she's already going to be spoken for. You know what? You can bring in Taylor? No, because you know what? I followed the question to a T. I did not do by okay. course, but I'm not oh, okay. I'm not going back. We're moving forward. I got okay. it. All right. But okay. I honor the choices you've made okay. and all is right with the world. We're okay, good. question. Yeah. If you could have dessert. All right. That's your dessert a- course and you could bring in three or four, because you did add somebody, right? You add add the fourth. Well, so if you wanted to bring in can't leave a your people out. Yeah. Right. You can't do that. No. But if you're going to bring in celebrity people, who you who are you bringing in? Well, I'm going to go with. Let's put the T Swifter. I love. I love Taylor Swift. I do. Kelly Clarkson. I'd like Lauren Daigle at the table. Mm-hmm. I would really much. Yeah, Lauren love, Daigle's I love good. Lauren Daigle. I would like. Uh, let's, let's go with Amy Grant. 
She was one of my very first music. Baby, baby. Don't even. Don't even. Oh. I had the cassette tapes. I sure did. Me too. Yeah. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, that's allowed. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. Um, I know who I am. So it's fine. Who else? Was? Oh, the chicks. I gotta have the chicks Dixie at the chicks? table. All three? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now three. it's a pretty big party. Yeah. Oh, and see, the chicks are already friends with T-Swift because they've done collaborations. Kelly probably knows people somehow. Oh, Kelly knows everybody. Lauren. Are you kidding me? You ever see her? Oh, you know have you ever seen her on game night? She's so fun. She, you she's do not so want to go against Kelly Clarkson. You I can don't. tell you right now. No. She will take she you will down. She will take you down. And you know who I think would be a really positive force to have at that table to round out the musicians? Who's that? I'd like Alicia Keys at the table oh, as well. Oh, my gosh. Alicia. Her spirit. You can mm. just tell. She is just a really special human. Mm. And I think she would just kind of bring it all together. And she loves to laugh. You can just see that. So, mm. yeah. That'd be a fun little group. Yay. Yeah. Can I come to your... I know, right? Wouldn't you want to come? And of yeah. course, my, did you notice mine was all female? Well, that's not the reason why I want to come. I just want to hang out. Oh, I know. The collabs on this thing right? would be unbelievable. Whew, what kind of song do you think that they would come up with, it right? It would be awesome. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine the pipes of Kelly Clarkson, a little mandolin in the back with the chicks, some Natalie Maines and her pure voice mm. with the talent. Alicia's and on, pian on keys, on piano. <sighs> that woman oh. is a gift to the world. Yeah. I like that. Good question, Richard. Thank you yeah. very much. Good, good, good Yay. question. Yay. All right. So, all right. Here's mine for the night. I was talking with a very good friend of mine who I've been friends with since we were 12. And I overheard her say kind of a funny little comment to my other friend. And she was like, yeah, girl, that's how you make friends as adults. Because I was sharing about some of our friends mm. that are parents of our son's friends that did that all connect so like our kid is friends with another kid and that kid's parents okay and we're friends with them okay. so it was really funny because these very good my some, some of my best friends we have older we have the older kids of the crew right and they have the younger kids so i overheard her kind of like going oh that's how they're making friends as adults so that came to my brain hmm. because that's not really something we talk about we don't really talk about you know, for me, I'm so fortunate because we've um, nurtured friendships, uh, my, my close group of friends. And I often say I have my local besties. So I have my, my really close friends up here on this side of the state and my really awesome lifelong friends that I've known since high school or, or younger. And, um, you know, just the conversation came up of how do you make friends as adults? Let's say you're in your 30s, 40s, you know, whether whatever your life scenario is, how do you make friends as adults? I mean, it's not like you're sitting at the lunch table and you have the same teacher and, you know, or you both go to soccer practice together. So like, how do we make and keep friends as adults? Okay, so I can comment on the keep part. Yeah. The make part is really hard, okay? Mm -hmm. Because I think the make part is kind of like you said, um, you know, our, our, you know, our kid is friends with another kid and it just so happens that that kid's semi-normal and the parents <laughs> are pretty cool. He chose wisely. We'll yes, you're like, that. okay, that's cool. Because yeah, like, you never know who your, who your oh, kid's going to pick. No, you really I mean, don't. You don't. Let's face it. If you could pick your friends, your, your child's friends, we all would. Oh, sure. Every parent would be like, yep, she's okay. He's okay. <laughs> yep, stay away from him. And she crazy. So stay away from her. You know what I mean? Like, we all have that. And we can kind of see it, too. Isn't that crazy? As an adult, you're like, yeah, that kid's trouble. 
you you can tell as an adult. You can see it. You're like, oh my gosh, like that kid just just the way he's talking to his mom, the way he's his stuff is organized, the way he just dismissed that girl and he and he and he punched that kid in the arm. You're like, oh my gosh, like that kid, like that's O'Doyle rules, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Adam Sandler. Speaking of right? Adam Sandler, there you yeah, go. Right. You can tell pretty much right away if your values are going to align with another adult's values where you're close. Pretty quickly, you think Pretty so. quickly. Just you by can kind of see it. No, not necessarily the appearance, but mm-hmm. just the way the kid holds himself, the way they interact with their parents, the way they interact with other kids. If the, you know, they turn their back and they're, you know, sticking their tongue out or shooting the middle finger or <laughs> punching another <laughs> kid or pushing Sally down or stealing somebody's juice box, you're like, okay, you got to stay away from that one. Right so there. you're specifically now talking about making okay. friends with our kids. Right. Okay. So that's one way. You alluded to that. Sure. I think also being in situations where um, I know when we were getting ready to have Lawson, we went to a birthing class, <laughs> right? And we're semi-friends with those people in the classroom. Well, all our still. kids see each other at sports and we just kind of laugh and we're like, remember childbirth class? Yeah, but, we, we, no we, but they don't, they're not, our kids are kind of friends. I mean, they're not really friends. Because that some of them don't go to the same school, sure. but we still communicate with yeah, those people because cool. you're in a group of where it's not, you know, childbirth a is shared experience. It's well, yes. And yeah. also it's a, it's a, you know, it's like, um, it's like survivor, right? <laughs> so you're on that show and most of the times whether they, when they win or not, whether they voted off or not, those people are friends outside because they've experienced like a traumatic thing together <laughs> like having your first child well you know <laughs> it, it was and ours was a little traumatic okay well yeah, i'm just saying yeah. like you remember stuff like that sure it could be a men's group at church could be a sunday school group where mm. you, you switch sunday school classes and now you're around the same age with these people or mm-hmm. that kind of thing i will be honest making friends for you and i mm-hmm. has been very very difficult because not that we're not nice people but we are very guarded of yes. who we let in. Even just this yeah. right now is very vulnerable and to me. And it took a long time to be like, yeah, let's just do it. You know, yeah, so making friends where mm-hmm. we have people into, I call it the castle. Our house is like like the safe space. It's the castle. So when we have somebody to our house, I mean, I have people that work for me, worked with me and work for me for multiple years. They've never been to my house. Sure. And it's, we, we live in a very tiny house. We're yeah. no, it's not, it's not up on the hill with the 18 garages and the Porsche in the front, yeah. but we're very guarded of who we let in right. to our inner circle. Well, it's because we trust authenticity and we like to make sure that privacy is honored. That's what it comes down yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. So, so keeping friends, Mm. is I can comment on that because yeah. I think the friends that we do have and and I have circle I have circles of friends like um rings of friends yeah, okay so you have your your tightest um you know your tightest circle you know you had mentioned earlier your your top 4 your t- four friends and you've been friends forever you also have local friends mm-hmm. you have people that um you share um you know bonded experiences with um, you know, and then you have the next ring of, you know, okay, these are people that you work with or people that you see occasionally. Um, then you have the next ring of like, okay, these are people that, um, you, you might need something from, or they need something from you. You talk maybe once a month and it's a quick text. Then you go to the next ring where it's like, okay, I have people in my phone where, you know, I may need them every four months. 
okay, five months. That's, you know, it could be a plumber or it could be an electrician. You know, they're my friend because I use them. I use their service. I recommend them. When they're here, I, I care, genuinely care about their life. Mm-hmm. I care about my plumber. You know, my plumber, his name's Leo. He's awesome. And I care about his daughter who just graduated um, um, high school, by the way. Um, so you have these circles, but your inner circle mm-hmm. requires the most work. It requires mm-hmm. the most connection and, and care. You know, during COVID many, many years ago, I made it a point to reach out to almost everybody in my inner three circles to check on them, to make sure they're okay. Hey, how are you doing? And anybody that owned a business, I would call them almost once or twice a month to check in. Hey, how's everything going for you? Do you guys need anything? Hey, you know, maybe we can collaborate on something. You know, how's, you know, what are you doing to, 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 to still make it? And, you know, it was crazy that a lot of people did not, that I expected to call me. They did not. Hmm. They didn't call me. Now, I'm still talking to them, right. but I initiated that. So I think the biggest thing to keep a friend is it requires work. Yeah, it, it really does. does require you to care and to um, to care about your connection and to foster it. Yeah. For example, I had um, a friend develop through, I'll just call it straight. She taught our kid. She taught our kid five, six years ago. And, you know, I wasn't like, hey, let's be friends former teacher of our kid but over time I'm like man I really like her you know I really really like her and it took probably like three years where I was like would you want to grab coffee with me sometime and that's a little vulnerable as an adult you know so I'll like I'll just just share with you like in my opinion finding or how to be how do you be friends sometimes it's it's like that it's like that weird awkward where you're like oh I, I think like you know, that person's cool. And in this case, it was someone who used to teach our kid who we've, you know, formed a friendship with over years. Now they're many years separated since they were even in the same school. But, you know, it's those circumstances where you're like, man, there's something about that person that I just admire. And I think we could have some parallel and I think we could laugh and I think we could learn from each other a little bit. Mm. And, you know, that's happened and we've cultivated that friendship. And that's one that I really love and really just, um, and blessed that, you know, we both were like, yeah, let's have coffee sometime. You know, it doesn't have to be a big deal. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Recently, we were at a, at a soccer game. And I just liked the, the way that this dad was interacting with his wife, mm. interacting with his kid, and also how supportive he was being of the coach. Wow. And I was like, wow, that's cool. And I think that, you know, we've been we were going for months with the same kind of you know, at the same time with these people and I've been, I'm just watching Mm -hmm. and taking it in and I'm not one to be, you know, on my phone 24 seven, you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to be present with my kid. So I'm seeing a lot of this, you know, you got, you know, fans in the stands screaming, he was offside, just screaming at the kids, Johnny, come on, get it, you know, and they're yelling at the coach or they're yelling at the referee, the poor referee, you know, and it's like, come on, relax, dude. It's okay. It's okay. The kids in two months are not going to remember this score. They're not, okay? But they're going to remember how you screamed at, you know, at them, you know, and or screamed at the referee and got thrown out or made a fool of yourself. So anyway, so I mentioned something to the guy. I'm like, yeah, hey, um, yeah, you guys, you, you ever want to, you ever want to get together and like, you know, maybe have like a like a barbecue or something? And it was really odd to say that <laughs> to another adult male. 
It was cool to have kids because I think it would be kind of odd <laughs> if they were there at the game like without kids watching the kids, um, you know. But it it was it was just odd to sort of. I think you. I agree with you. It's odd to put yourself out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like it was. It it's was different kinda, as an adult. I yeah. think there's some more vulnerability there. You but know? it was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, and we have. I think I know you're talking about. We have their numbers now, and they're just like really classy, great people. Yeah. 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 They. Yeah. It's all good. So. so yeah, yeah, making friends as adults. Making what do you guys friends. think? It's tough, right? Yeah, Anyhow. I don't know. It's tricky. All right. What do you got, Richard? All right. Here we go. When in your life yeah. have you been most scared? You are going to laugh at what just popped in my brain. Go with it. This is so silly. Do you remember that fear I have of E.T. living in my brother's bedroom oh my gosh. as a For kid? real? For real? That's where you're going? That's so silly, but as a child, I, okay, lovers of the movie E.T., sorry, <laughs> I love Drew Barrymore, like the best of them and Reese's Pieces and all that awesome stuff, but the movie E.T. scared the bejesus out of me as a kid. I, in order to get to my childhood bedroom, um, we had two staircases, a refurbished farmhouse, and in order to get to my room from the back side of the house I would have to cut through my brother's room that they shared to get across the hall to mine and one of them told me that E.T. lived in their room and it freaked me out and I'd like they probably don't even remember this but I'd like bolt through and that is so silly that that popped in my head that I've been the most scared um so there's a, like a childhood weird wow. thing that I have you didn't think wait a minute you oh, didn't on, think E.T. was cute oh no not at all what, do you, what about when E.T. phone no, home with the, with the You're light really of finger? You're impressions, but not my thing. No. Um, for real? Let me give you a for real, like an adult scared one. Okay. Um, bringing our first child into the world. Yeah, that was on my list. There you go. Yeah. Um, wow. Thanks to an amazing doctor, I am still here, and our son is here on the planet. And uh, yeah, I basically will not go publicly into the very long story, but... What was supposed to be a eight pound child was a 10, 8.6 pound child. And uh, there are complications and all kinds of stuff. And uh, that was a scary, but very blessed that was day. A scary, so. That was a scary day. And, I, you know, you saw it from a different lens than I did, of course. That was on my list. Yeah, that was a scary day. That was a scary day. But, you know, God's good. And I'm on this side of it and stronger for it. And, uh, yeah, yeah wow. just very fortunate for um, seasoned, caring, awesome doctors. So Wow. Yeah, there you go. So E.T. is a child and bringing a human into the planet. So there you go. It wow. doesn't get more real than that. So there you wow. go. Yeah. That's, okay. That's crazy. Uh, I, I don't know. That just Man. jumps in my head. I mean, I've also been in a car accident that was pretty scary, but I'll I'll let you go ahead and share. And then also when I was hospitalized <laughs> for a week when I had my lung infection, that was kind of scary. Oh, man. Um, but, you know, there's worse things in the world that have happened, of course. So how about you? Scariest wow. thing. So, yeah, the day our son was being born. So without getting into too much detail. Yeah, please don't. Yeah. Basically, there was a moment where the doctors just didn't know if Julie was going to make it. And 
it was an emergency like she has to go out now we have to get the baby out now and i just remember looking at you and you looking at me and they gave us literally three seconds to say i love you and whatever we said i don't even remember what i said i just know that it was like this may be the last time i actually speak to this human and it was really scary so they boom knocked her out and then of course i was there and watching what was going on and she's out and she's my like she's my partner so it was like man i'm on my own doing this and i have no control of what's ha what's happening no control and um yeah that was really scary that's that's as deep as we i think i feel comfortable going yeah, but that's good yeah it was really scary yeah. but side note on that is you know lawson was born and of course you know the in-law everybody's there and i came out and talked to everybody and they're like when can we meet and when can we i'm like you can meet him after julie meets him. Yeah. <laughs> and i was very adamant of like mom is gonna meet the baby first because she did all the work here and when julie when julie wakes up i just kept saying when she's back she'll meet and then like in my head i'm like i'm okay baby's out, out baby's either. okay yeah. let's get julie okay yeah. and then we'll all celebrate because at that point it, there was no celebration there yeah. at all it was scary but anyway yeah. but um, i pulled through and god is good all the nurses were there were all ladies i do remember that yes we had some amazing nurses shout out to the nurses yeah nurses rock one of my very best friends is a nurse midwife and uh yeah you nurses are you know you're incredible yeah. but you you guys are just you're you're keeping us going on this planet you got so nurses we have a lot of love for nurses nurses and teachers, teachers. we love teachers first responders yeah. policemen firefighters you have um you know servicemen and women i'm telling you they make the world go around and uh i don't think any of them really get the credit they deserve yeah. i mean we found out during covid how good the Who teachers we were right oh my gosh yeah we found out how valuable the teachers are i think i think if you taught this is my opinion mm -hmm. okay rick rando for president if you taught <laughs> please no please don't well, do I, it. I can't i don't have time no, for that no look if you taught during covid and mm -hmm. you you taught in 2020 and you made it to 2023 okay as a teacher i literally think you should get a car i think the government should be buying you a car look you made it you did it you pulled through virtual you did the mask you did the distancing you put up with wiping somebody nose under under underneath the mask you're tying shoes you're making sure we're sanitizing six times a day right you deserve a car go ahead go down to the lot pick one out send us the bill mm -hmm. i'm dead serious about that if only our country had those types of priorities well yeah i'm after you know my mom was a teacher for 36 years yeah my mom literally is my living hero mm -hmm. okay She's wiped more noses and tied more <laughs> shoes than any other human on this planet. And I'm not saying that she deserves something that she she shouldn't get something that she doesn't deserve. That doesn't deserve. We're just saying teachers are unappreciated am, and we I value them. Definitely big time. That. I'm yeah. definitely saying that. All right. I got my second question for you. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Let's talk about travel. Okay. Okay. And here is my travel question. What was the most memorable work-related trip you've ever taken 
work related mm. only. Work related. So we're not talking vacation or best trip you took with your, you know, family growing up. What's your most memorable? Doesn't have to be best, but what was your most memorable work trip you've ever taken? It Go. could be a good one or a bad one. Doesn't matter. Doesn't memorable. Matter. Memorable. Memorable. I spoke in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, jeez. Okay. And I spoke for a Fortune 500 company. I got there. I went with my mom. My mm -hmm. mom drove. Sometimes I have my mom come. You do. And you I do. love that. Well, you she's know? retired and she likes she's to support great. you. She's great. Yeah. I love my mom. She's fantastic. Anyway, worst trip ever took was at Columbus, Ohio. Most memorable. Memorable. Okay. Memorable that's, that's because the of the of the craziness. Okay. Okay. Right? Night before I go into the room, it is set up a very odd way. Um, it just just it, just the weirdest setup you ever want to see. It was kind of like I'm I'm talking to the room and I guess it was a room about 800 people. So there's about 400 people on one side of the room, 400 people on the other. And it's kind of was it's set up like a football field. Hmm. So, but I was like, if, if I was on the 50, so I'm talking and it's uh, long, white, long, you know, yeah. long left to right instead of long front to back. And in front of me, there's a giant lane of about 10 to 12 feet in front of me where there's no one. It's this huge like alley in front of me, like this, this walkway. The stage was a six by six stage, very tiny, hmm. right? So I'm, I'm on a small stage speaking in front of me to absolutely no one. We go, we get ready to start and I always bring, well, I do now. Right. I bring my own laptop. Mm -hmm. I bring my own, you know, Clicker, advancer. slide advancer. I don't use mm -hmm. a lot of slides, but the ones I do, you know, they, they usually have a quote and things like that. Mm -hmm. Well, back then I was using, this was a, a while ago, um, I would use their computer, you know, just change my PowerPoint over on a zip drive or something, a flash drive, and then use their clicker. Well, the clicker, I guess I was the, nobody had checked this. I go to hit the buttons. It doesn't, it's too far away mm. because the sound system was all the way in the end zone, if you can imagine that. Right. So I have to get off the stage, walk over and click it. Oh, geez. Well, it's about the second time because it wouldn't click. So about the second time I give it to my mom and I just give her a, like a sign to yeah. click it. Right? Like magic. Meanwhile, the night before, mm -hmm. I get deathly sick. <gasps> yes. I remember the call from this trip. Oh so my I gosh. am up all night long. Yeah. I've got, and when you I were. get sick, I get sick. I mean, I just, yeah. I, get, I got hammered. I had maybe 45 minutes of sleep. I couldn't keep anything down. Yeah. I had a cold sore, which just exacer mm -hmm. exacerbates any problem that you have in, 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 in the world. You feel like, you know, your lips are on fire, going to fall off. And, um, I'm being videotaped for, um, mm -hmm. I'd hired people to come in and videotape oh, me with the right. audio and all this stuff. So I literally spoke, I answered questions yeah. and engaged with people. And the second I got to the car, my mom drove, I think it was like six hours to go home. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember any of that. I, I walked in the door, said hello, went to the, went to our bedroom and slept for almost two straight days. I was completely yeah. gassed, and wiped. Probably like six, five or six years ago, it's I'd say. A lot, lot long longer than that. Ago. Yeah, okay. long, longer than that. Um, but that's the most memorable. Um, <laughs> How about that for a downer? Yeah. The most memorable speaking trip I've ever got. Mm. It was like everything went wrong. The technology went wrong. Oh, when I when I uploaded the PowerPoint to their computer, their version of power, their was office was version. different. Yeah. So all the words were all jumbled and screwed up. 
And, you know, so I'm sick trying to navigate that, trying to get it to, to look right. And I had to apologize, um, you know, for <laughs> the quote that runs off the <laughs> the page, you know. That's so tough. So it was just, learn. yeah, it was uh, pretty memorable. What about for you? Work trip. <laughs> memorable work trip. What do you think I'm going to say? You're going to say India. I am going to say India. Yeah. Because how often do you go to India for work if you live in the mountains of Western Maryland? Not very often. At least yeah. I don't. I've been one time. And it was weird. Do you remember how it came about? I think that's the really interesting part. It was less than two weeks. Oh, we I remember had already that. planned. We were going on an awesome trip. Very good friends of ours had a timeshare in the Bahamas. Yeah, we are blessed people. We had the opportunity to go to the Bahamas for like five days with friends of ours and, um, you know, split the trip up with them and share that experience. And I remember... I think it was it was days before we left for that trip. I had to make a decision, get a work visa, get all the paperwork squared away. Luckily, I already had a passport. I think that's one of the reasons I was asked even to go because we needed somebody yeah. with a passport who worked in my office, who'd be willing to travel. And it was less than two weeks turnaround. We were heading to the Bahamas in a couple days after I was asked. And when we were in the Bahamas, I remember thinking, we get back, and I think it was like two or three days later, I was on a plane to fly to Mumbai and then down to the southern area to Cochin and in India in 2008. It's a trip I will never forget. Those who work in international recruitment, um, one of the uh, administrators at the time told me he had been to countless international recruitment trips and told me it was the toughest trip mm. he had ever been on, which made me feel very proud but i will say this there were some beautiful awesome people in india and i saw some of the saddest things and some of the coolest things and was also working on my master's degree at the same time and i remember running in the rain from one campus building to another for dial-up internet to submit a paper Hmm. while working a 13-hour day um, doing, on probably mixed up sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. doing international um, recruitment. And uh, yeah, it was super memorable. Had I not had the colleagues beside me, whom I did not know very well, on that trip, there were three. And I was certainly the baby of the group. But my gosh, let me just tell you, uh, I'll just give a shout out. One particular professor from the College of Business who is still teaching today in mm. that aspect was my saving grace, and he knows it. And uh, yeah, that if, if you want to learn people quickly, travel to anywhere. Travel with somebody, mm. and you'll learn them very, very quickly. But that trip has so many stories and memories and not a lot of sleep. And I definitely grew both as a, a professional, but just as a... I was in my mid twenties when that happened and mm. uh mid to upper twenties and yeah, that was uh shortly before we had our had our mini man, but my gosh, I will never forget that trip as long as I live. It was really something. So got to travel to India and um yeah, you know, that's funny, I remember having to make that decision really quick and we live at the top of a big mountain and I remember walking the hill and I had my cell phone. I was talking to my dad. And I just remember being like, dad, we're about to go on this trip, the Bahamas. And my, they just asked me to go to India. Like, what do I do? And I just remember her saying, him saying, would you ever get this opportunity again? Mm-hmm. And I said, no. 
And he goes, gotta go. Well, then you gotta go. And I was like, you're right. I do. I gotta go. So yeah, that was my most memorable work. I missed you while you were gone. Yeah, that was, we had only been married like what, four or five years then. So yeah, we didn't have kids. No kids. No kids. I just watched Monday Night Football. Yeah, not four or five years. We'd been married like two or three years. Anyway. Yeah. All right. What do you got for me? What do you got for me? Yeah. Are we are we done to questions? Yeah. Get out. We're I, pro- all right. Well, let's talk about some couch crumbs then. Couch crumbs. Couch crumb it up. What do you got? Man, I'm going to just go. I had a friend this week mm-hmm. let me down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me more. You don't have so, to go into great details, but. Yeah, I sent uh, a friend of mine um, a video. So sometimes I spent I, I send friends of mine or people in my circle. I send them videos if if I speak somewhere. I, first of all, let me back up. I record every time I go and speak. Right. I record from multiple angles with cameras. I have audio, and most of the time it never leaves the house because it's sort of like game film. It's mm-hmm. like okay, what can you do better? Is there a word you keep saying that's annoying? You know, um, Mm -hmm. what's the cadence? What's the pacing? You know, what's the response to this story or this video or this quote? And, uh, you know, some of it I use, you know, for promotion and social media things. But if I if I find a a really good clip of me um, or something I said that I find that one of my friends would have value in, Mm -hmm. I literally will send them send the clip to them and say, hey, I think this would be good for you to hear today. Mm-hmm. Or I know where you are in, in life. You know, this may help. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm, I, again, I don't send this to random people. These are people in my circle. And I sent it out to a friend. And I had, um, uh, I said, I think this, this, this is going to be, you know, this is what you need. And within two minutes, they text back, oh, it was great. Oh, that's just what I needed. And I realized the video that I sent them. It's like three or four minutes. Did only. not upload. Oh, it did shoot. not upload. Huh? So I know that there's no way they could have seen it. Hmm. And it, it just kind of like, oh, man, that kind of hurt a little bit. Yeah, that kind of stung. Do you think there's any like tech glitches that could happen that maybe no. they did? No, you're no. pretty. OK, no, no, I'm sorry. So it kind of stinks. stinks. Yeah. Well, hopefully they weren't in the, your like close, close circle. Nah, They're second like on, circle out. Yeah, you know, yeah. but still. Yeah, it's still a friend. I mean, they yeah. they are in my phone, and yeah. that's kind of a big deal. If you ever heard me speak, to make my phone is a big deal. You humbly. I say. humbly yes, say. Yes, of course. To make my phone is a big deal because I'm very guarded of who has my number and whose number I have. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So anyway, what about you? What's your couch crumb this All week? All right, this is going to sound full on motherhood here, but. I had to go out and buy a lot of new socks yesterday because our daughter's feet are like, I mean, okay, we talk about our son's feet because they've grown like, mm-hmm. I mean, we're buying shoes and cleats and this and that. He wears like the same left size socks right. I do. It's, cr- it's ridiculous. Done. And he's, yeah. yeah, preteen vibes. But our daughter, okay, her shoe size, I went out and got her some new shoes recently as like a reward for some awesome things that she's been doing and academically and extracurricular, you know, she ended the school year well and you know, whatever. So she's only had these shoes for a little bit and I'm like looking at how they are on her feet. And I don't know when this happened, but I was like, Oh my gosh. And they're vans. Okay. So I'm looking at the back of them and the way vans cut like right on your ankle and she wears low, low socks, you know? So I'm like, 
man, it's like right. And I'm looking, I'm like, let me see your socks. And she's outgrown her socks. So here I am going to the store. And let's just say for girls socks, there's one extreme or the next. Okay. Yeah, they're either like kitty or yeah, yes, they're you got huge. It. It's like what happened to, you know, once they get to like six, you know, we don't need cartoon prints on everything. All right. And then women's socks. Okay, their feet aren't a women's size six yet, okay? So I'm talking about girls' size shoes, size three, four, five, right in that window, okay? Can we just make some better socks and options for these girls? Because let's just, let me just say, I went out, and the kind that I bought her, I bought both. I bought the kitty ones that are like higher, and let's face it, when you're wearing Vans, you just want a pair of low-top socks, you know, for like the slip-on slide shoes, and then I bought her ones that I would buy for me. They're women's. And yeah, they're a little big on her, but they. F- she was like, Mommy, I like these better. I'm like, I know, baby. And I'm looking at them and the, you know, the toe box and the heel don't line up yeah. all the way. God <laughs> yeah, love her. Yeah, yeah. So, Not okay, couch yet. crumbs, raising kids, feet getting massive. And could the market just make some socks for girls in that middle age? Not quite preteen, but not like in kindergarten anymore. Bracket. All right, so who do we got? We got Bombas. Come on, we need some socks. Bombas could probably do it for us. Yeah, okay. But I don't know, maybe I need to go online and see if they have any Well, online you could find anything. I'm sure I could, but I needed them locally. I did. Just try to support local. I was trying to find a couple places and, you know, I just got what we could. And kids, big feet, socks that don't fit. What's going on with the girls' sock market? We need to do something about it. (laughs) Those are my crumbs this week. All right, what about, okay, all right, let's shift it around here. What's your prop your feet up? Ooh, okay, we're not ping-ponging, that's okay. All right, so for this particular week, I'm going to say something that I don't often get to do or take time to do. I vacuumed the Jeep out. Hallelujah. I know. You don't ride in it that often. But you know. But when I do. We live. Okay. We. When I do. We dash I. I live really hard in my vehicle. Okay. I, I do not take pristine care of a vehicle. If I didn't have children, I'd take better care of it. But we're zipping and zapping and zooming and the kids are allowed to put their feet up on the dashboard and I don't care about crumbs like you do and, you know, all these things. But what it was, and this was my motivator, the kids were each allowed to have a friend to go to an activity oh, for summer Oh, so they were going to get into the Jeep. And my brain's like, mm, maybe for these kids, I don't get to see all the time come in. I should really do a deep dive vacuum. And, you know, I got my quarters and bing, bam, boom. I like that. All right, so that was mine. All right, let's hear your prop your feet up of the week. All right, so here's the deal. My son has been trying to hit a home run in baseball since he was old enough to pick up a bat, okay? So when he was playing t-ball, you know, when you go last, you have to clear the bases. He calls that a home run, okay? And I guess that's legit, right? But coach pitch, he's hit a home run, okay? Minor league. He's hit a home run, okay, on errors. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? You can get on errors if somebody, you know, messes it up. But they still, as far as the book is concerned, home run. So my son, a couple weeks ago, says, Dad, let's go to the the field that we play. I want to try to hit one over the fence. He's been trying to do this for years, okay? So a couple weeks ago, he's like, Dad, let's go. We go, and he's still just, just, for whatever reason, is just not able to get it. Over the fence. This week, we go back. I pitch the ball to my son. We must have went through three rounds of balls, so that's probably close to 100 balls. I throw one high and inside. 
and he got it. Boom. <laughs> he turned on it quick, right over the left field fence. And I'm not I'm not saying that it went you know five feet over, ten feet over. It was a good, I'd say fifty to sixty feet over the fence. Like he killed the ball. <laughs> and of course, if you know anything about baseball, left field or right field, the fence is closer. So he just he crushed it. Yeah. So he came home and I bought I bought two cases. Acrylic. Two yeah. little tiny cases. One for my first home run and one for his first home yeah, run. That's so sweet. And his has sat empty for like I would say four years. And he finally got to put the ball in there. Aww. Even though it wasn't in a game, but Still, it didn't matter. It matter. To him, it, it doesn't matter. He hit one over the fence. Yep. And we, he, literally, we've been trying to do that, and or he's been trying to do that. It's the hardest field to do it at. It's well, one of the harder fields to do it at, he, locally. It was good. It yeah. was just, yeah. it was awesome moment. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, it was That's pretty cool. cool. Prop those feet up. Prop you the got feet to, up. And you know what? You made time to do it. Yeah. Good deal. Well, I think that's it for the week. That's it for the week. That's it's it. another that's week. We did it. We were on a roller coaster Ooh. of immersion, emotion today, I right? Oh, right? Cheesy Pete's been through all of it. And you got misty. I got misty. I know. But you know what? Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. On the couch, that's allowed. Yeah. You can celebrate those victories. You can celebrate those moments that may not go as smooth as you thought. You can hold hands. You can, you can just, you know, let it out. It's okay. You know, just know that you have value and you're always welcome on our couch. Right, Jules? That's right. Absolutely. We thank you guys for being here. Thanks for another week. We would love your feedback. So feel free to reach out to us on our socials or our email address. We would love to hear from you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, enjoy those victories. Catch you later, guys. Bye. We are Rick and Julie Rando, and you've been listening to the Victory Couch Podcast. You can follow The Victory Couch on Instagram, Facebook, and thevictorycouch.com. Count your lessons, your blessings, and your victories. We'll save a seat for you right here next time on The Victory Couch.